Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey, it's Jay Moore, and it is time, finally, for America's Lakers podcast. That's right, I'm going to be hosting America's Lakers podcast. My man, Aaron Larsoul, an analytical genius, he's going to bring to the table what I can't every Wednesday. America's Lakers podcast exclusively at podcastone.com, the podcastone.com app, which I highly recommend. You can rate and review this podcast on all Apple products. And guess what we're not going to do? We're not going to bathe in the gossip and the gratuitous negativity that's been swallowing Los Angeles whole lately. Who did what? Who snitched? Who said what? How about truth? How about facts? How about statistics? How about rotations? What's Luke Walton thinking? Who's underperforming? Who's overachieving? Who's rewarded? Who's coming? Who's going? And what are we going to do with all the delightful, delicious cap space? America's Lakers podcast with me, Jay Moore, and my man, my brother, Aaron Larsoul. Every Wednesday, podcast1.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that you car guys like this show, and we love running into you car guys. We'll see in SEMA coming up. But just yeah. when we go to the track, we do our thing. We come around, and people come by, and they're like, hey, man, we listen to the show. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Good over morning. There. I uh, just got off the phone with GQ magazine. Yeah. Had a uh, hard-hitting interview about uh, the Newman watch and the Newman cars. Now, as you hear this, the watch will have auctioned off. Yes. Um, so we have other things to uh, talk to you about. Hopefully, <laughs> God willing. Just a reminder: our predictions were Matt had uh, ten million, Adam had eight point seven, and I had uh, ten point five. The uh, okay. I just so I just did this interview <laughs> with uh, clearly a young guy at GQ who did not know anything about cars, right? Which is fine, and he was a nice enough guy. But we had this thing. He should know about watches at least, right? I guess GQ. I, I had to. I had to stop at a certain point, which I do every once in a while. But you can tell me if it's douchey. Like so, he goes. So how did it happen with you and Paul Newman and? the cars and and all that stuff you just a crazed paul newman fan you just when did you become the biggest paul newman fan and i said i i'm not really a huge paul newman fan like you would kind of think about uh someone being a huge justin bieber fan yeah, or, or an elvis fan or an elvis you know, you know, fan like you gotta or, have all of his stuff yeah all the stuff i I pro- i don't really watch paul newman movies so much i just sort of a fan of his racing a fan of his philanthropy and just a fan of his as a, as a human being like what he was able to accomplish in his 83 years and he's like oh okay so not a big newman fan and i said no 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 i'm, I'm i am a i'm a big paul newman fan but i'm a bigger fan i was a fan of dotson's and then he drove Datsuns, which turned into yeah. Nissans, and I started collecting his cars. And so I became a fan of him as a as a driver, but not so much a fan, like a fan of his work. I appreciate his work. I respect his work. But it's to me, it's more about the man and the driving. And he's like, 
All right, so not a not a big fan. I'm not a, <laughs> okay, well, I am, but yeah. it's hard to say. You keep it's, saying not a fan, but it's not really. It's it's hard to couch it a certain way. It's uh, it's like, kind of. I'm not I'm not the super Paul Newman the celebrity actor fan. I'm the Paul Newman the man fan. Paul Newman right. the race car driver fan. It's like why does he have to just be the actor? Well, it's a <laughs> it's a kind of a thing where you go. Um, did you like Steve Martin's stand-up work? And you go, no, never. I like Steve Martin, but I've not a not a fan of his stand-up work. Although it's fine. And they go, oh, so you don't like his stand-up? And you go, no, and I don't dislike his stand-up. I'm just that's I like Steve Martin. I'm not a fan. So you don't like the, you like Steve Martin. You don't like stand-up. You go, no, no, I don't. I'm just saying I'm not a big fan of the stand-up. Like that, I'm not saying I did dislike yeah. it. It's hard to – we don't have an – I think we uh, need like, a word yeah, for that yeah. in our well, it's society. It's that gray area, that, that neutral ground. That... Well, it's like, Adam, the other day when we were doing another show and you were talking about Frank Zappa, and we recognize that he's a good guitarist, but we don't necessarily like his songs. We just we, – but we, can, we respect the skill yeah. that, that he harnesses. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Um, so uh, later on – uh, he's like, uh, what about that watch? You're going to go after that watch? And I said, uh, no, no, no. I mean, that watch is going to be $10 million. I don't have yeah, that kind of money. And he's like, so not a watch guy, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I mean, I, <laughs> wait I'd love wait to <laughs> have the watch, but I'm not. And then he goes like, it's got the inscription in the back. It's, yeah. it's very, very unique, but you don't think it's special. And I'm like, no, no, I, I made it really clear. I, I will take the watch. I don't have $10 million for the watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so going to spend $10 million on a watch kind of you guy. You, you only, yeah, so it's like you're not interested in that kind of memorabilia. And I'm like, I don't have $10 million. $10 million is, I, I hope you can see that the $10 million is not a like <laughs> or dislike. It's I don't have $10 million. Headline, Adam Kroll hates watches. <laughs> yeah, it's like, right? I hate Paul I, Newman, hates watches. I literally stopped him and I just said, listen, you can't phrase everything where you go, do you want the watch? And I go, yeah, I want the watch, but I don't have $10 million, so I'm not going after it. And then you go, wow, I think the watch is special, but I guess you don't. Like, you can't do that because yeah. it's $10 million. So it was a weird conversation. Is he but, a watch guy, but he's not going for it? I, I, have no, I have no idea. I just had to stop and explain that you can't do this yeah. because it, it doesn't work. It makes it seem like I don't like the watch. That's why you got to do interviews on camera. You got to do them on camera. Because what the dude's writing down in his head is completely different than what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all the tones different. That's yeah. like Drew says he refuses to do print interviews because of that. I'm telling you, it's it, you're right. It's like it's like having a conversation with somebody over text. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you don't you don't you don't get it. You don't get my tone and what's a joke or anything. It's just like you know, nobody's ever said I was misquoted in that videotape that I did. No, right. <laughs> no, it was like I was always misquoted or you misread what I was saying in the in the article that you wrote on your own six weeks after we did the interview. You forgot everything. <laughs> so uh, w- when you hear this, um, that watch will have uh, gone off already. Now, uh, those of you in a uh, lower tax bracket like myself, who cannot afford the watch, uh, you may want to enjoy our Bob Sharp 240Z on uh, Bring a Trailer. 
uh, Chris photographed the uh, bejesus out of that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Matt's done his thing. We got a little video of the thing firing up and a little walk and talk. And yeah. that is a beautiful, beautiful piece. And it really looks good in that uh, Bob Sharp livery. Uh, it's a vintage race car that Bob Sharp purchased from the guy who built it and campaigned it a bit. Bob then put it in Bob Sharp livery, so it's kind of cool. It's probably the last car that Bob Sharp ever put into Bob Sharp colors with the old guys. I talked, so I called Bob and I asked him if he could tell me about that car, and he told me that he bought the car, he put it in his paint job, his paint scheme, and I, you know, for promotional reasons. And I said, uh, who painted it? And he said, the same guys who did all my race cars. He took it to that shop. So it has, like, arguably an original Bob Sharp yeah, paint job. Probably the last one. The last one. Probably on the last, it. you know, Sharp livery that he commissioned himself. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really cool piece. It's a really well-built car. So you can check that out on uh, Bring a Trailer and tell us uh, anything you know about it. Any, any, if you've, you know, a lot of our listeners were at the track back in the day or saw it. Yeah. When Bob took it to Road Atlanta or whatever it is, Bob didn't campaign it. I think Bob was going to campaign it, ended up taking it out a time or two, and never really used it for promotional purposes. Yeah. But it is a purpose-built race car. I, I will add this to that. Of of almost all the cars in the collection, this one is probably one of the best documented cars that you have. We have pretty much all of the receipts on it. And then there's just this really great file with a lot of handwritten notes i have pencil sketches of the whole fuel system on how it works and and you know uh uh, engine specs and cam specs and uh uh uh, suspension setup and it has like read this you know you know important read these papers before driving the car because it has like all the specs and things you got to do to to you know because it's a race car you know so it's got some really cool stuff in there it's got the original like letter that uh, was sort of the contract between Bob Sharp and the original owner of when he bought it and and uh, and whatnot. So it's got some really cool documentation in it as well, which is yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's got a lot of lot of good stuff going for it. It's it's not a you know it's somewhere. I mean, in, in a way, it's a it's a tribute car, but on the other hand, it's a tribute car. Plus. Done. Done by the guy. Yeah. It's supposed to it's like commemorate. Plus. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's Bob Sharp did his own tribute car. But um, here's the thing: is two forty Z Geno's just a badass looking car. Yes, you know, like it's it's worth a a look. You'll see it on our social media, and you'll see it up on Bring a Trailer. At least go take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, those big flares look awesome on yeah. it too. The- it's a cool looking car, and it's. The guy's got it all up, cleaned up real great, and the wheels all polished, and yeah, the it cars fires up. And- cars have a cars have an era, sort of. I don't know. I feel like Playboy has an era. Yeah. Architecture has an era. Race cars have an era. Jet fighters have an era, and for for race cars, that like nineteen seventy sixty nine seventy through like seventy seven. It's just a hot era that's when the flares were big and that in the you know like uh, i'll give you an example would you like the bushy years of playboy bushy years (laughs) the 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 natural looking years god it's a good looking car yeah we're looking at pictures now the the thing so the thing about the era i'll give you one i'll give you one thing 
oh, straight away. One of the best things you can have on a car is big time dishy rims, right? The best looking yeah. combos in the world are like the front end. You know, the front end has five inches of dish and the rear end has like nine inches or seven inches of dish. You know, just that super big and dishy. It's great looking. It's like what a hot rod looks like. Big old dishy, big old dishy rims. Well, they figured out that the brakes work better and everything works better if they move everything to the very outside of the rim. Yeah. And now when you see a supercar or when you see a race car, you're going to see all the business moved all the way to the yeah, edge of the rim. It's still 12 inch wide, you know, rim. But or, the offset's different. Yeah. It's all on the inside. Yeah. Because you want the weight and the brakes and the whatever on the outside. Fine. You'll never see this look again yeah. in a modern car. It's it's all eight you know seventies. It's all seventies, a little bit of eighties. So certain things that are just inherently better looking, like even in a street car, like like a Lamborghini Miura, there is no bumpers. There's no five mile an hour bumpers. Right. There's no stuff like even when you look at a um, you go and you look at a an Audi R8. And, and you go, oh, this is a bitchin' car. But you look in the front, you see a lot of bad plastic. It looks like it came from a, mm-hmm. a vent on the side of a dryer or something. And you go, what's with this crappy-looking plastic? And it's like, those are that's a federal law because for pa- for for pedestrian safety, yeah. if they hit, they can't make that stuff stainless steel. It'd look <laughs> awesome if it was stainless steel, but it's got to give in case they hit some pedestrian on a yeah. kid on a skateboard or something. Well, obviously, you do the best you can do with those laws in place but with no laws in place yeah then who cares and that's what <laughs> that's what all those old race cars and all those old ferraris and if that's why they look so great there are no crumple zones there are no federally mandated anything you can have a steering wheel that is three aluminum spokes and a piece of wood around it with just a prancing horse in the middle of it yeah, and no yeah. bag no airbag no anything and it's just yeah it's cleaner it's, yeah, it's cleaner, yeah. And you can – they've done a pretty good job in modern cars of, like, shrinking that area, but you'll never have what you had then, which is that just right. GT steering wheel, like in an early Porsche or something like or that. Or metal dash. Or metal dash, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Just a painted metal dash going across the board there. Yeah, that was always, like, Leno's joke. Yeah, crash the car and just hose off the dash and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> hose off the dash. <laughs> <laughs> he must stole that joke 200,000 times. <laughs> All right, we'll get some questions. We'll have some other thoughts. We have uh, other things uh, we can uh, share with you, too. First, I'll tell you about Fresh and Lean, man. You want to perform your best physically, mentally. You want to give your body's proper fuel. Fresh and Lean. Healthy meal delivery service. Established in 2010. Making meals to order from scratch with organic ingredients. Yeah, man. The meals are packed in a vacuum-sealed tray and uh, delivered in a refrigerated box anywhere in the U.S. No prep, shopping, cooking, or cleaning up. Take meals anywhere in a freezable lunch bag as well. And you get 15% off meal plans. Check it out. I think people are getting smart now. They're uh, done doing the fast food for lunch. They want to eat healthier. They're realizing... As we talk about all the time, like you take a car, you take one of these race cars, you put 
87 pump fuel in it, the thing won't fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's Your body's the same way. You got to put the good stuff in. Now, the thing about the car, you put the bad fuel in and you find out immediately it won't fire. Yeah. The thing about your body is it takes a little time, <laughs> but don't worry. Yeah, it's punishing you. It's punishing you. 15% off meal plans. Check it out. Freshandlean.com slash CarCast. Use the promo code CarCast. Get to 15% off of the meal plans. All right, let's see. We got questions, videos, emails. What do we got there, Max Pana? Well, uh, we do. Uh, we do have a video of the uh, Bob Sharp that um, we'll, we'll put on our website. But I thought, figured we could just listen a little bit of it too and hear that hear the thing start. I mean, that's okay. kind of fun, right? It's a yeah, two and a half minute. You can clip. hear the yeah. uh, you can hear the thing fire up. We go to uh, carcastshow dot com and check this out. God, that's a cool looking car. Yeah, we shouldn't sell that car. Yeah, look at that Mustang back there. I think it's fucking badass. <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> we could have lowered it probably. <laughs> All right, we're just hey, trailer trash. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm Adam Carolla. They should have that. People that watch uh, bring a trailer should be called trailer trash, right? right? Yeah. Makes sense. I'm with you. What's the name of the Taylor Swift fans? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, here's my point. I got a car. It's a 240Z. Let me tell you all I know about this car. This car I got from Bob Sharp. So Ooh, the last owner Chris of this doing car some production. Bob yeah. Sharp, whose name is on the car. I just spoke to Sharp a couple of days ago, and I told him, tell me the story of the car. He bought the car from a guy as a race car in a different livery, and the guy vintage raced the car. It has uh, a lot of vintage races under its belt, he got the car, Sharp got the car, took it to his original body shop and paint shop that did all his livery, Sharp and then Newman Sharp later on, and had the guys who did his cars from back in the day put his colors on the car. And then he drove it a little bit, not in events. He didn't do races. He went down to Lime Rock, took a couple laps in it, and then he used to bring it around for promotional purposes. Now I have it. So this is a tribute car, but the thing that's kind of interesting about it is it was owned by Bob Sharp and painted by Bob Sharp in Bob Sharp color. So it is technically one of the few Bob Sharp livery cars still around that Bob Sharp was around to paint for. It's a Geno's car. It's got the big flares on it. It's a fully race-prepped engine, a fully race-prepped car, and looks and feels the exact same as every one of my other race cars in this shop. Uh, we will fire it up so you can hear it, but obviously we can't drive it because it's a race car and all we have is a bunch of streets and a bunch of cops around us. So good luck and thanks for checking it out. There it is. Yeah. Nice job, Max Zapata. Wow. When you watch that video, put your headphones on. It sounds good with the headphones oh, that's a, on. That is a great sounding car. <laughs> <laughs> that car is sharp. I'm thinking maybe Max, we shouldn't sell it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, Max Zapata. So it's on Bring a Trailer if you want to check it out or leave a comment or whatever. 
I uh, I find fault with uh, much of uh, Max Zapata's uh, video video editing. Yeah, <laughs> I can find no fault in this. Oh, oh wow. it was great! That yeah. was a great no video. Way. I can right. find no fault. Oh. You did a wonderful job. All right, I'm I'm saving this clip. <laughs> you know the one. This uh, is his new ringtone. You know I the, found no fault <laughs> in Max Zapata. <laughs> you know the one thing they do. I was just watching the. Uh, the uh, K-Rock trailer, the sizzle reel, like the 10-minute yeah. sizzle reel. The one thing they do that is all, almost all editors make this mistake. You ready, Max Pata? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it always drives me nuts, which is the, when they're confusing. And, and here's, here's what I'm saying. Uh, in the K-Rock doc, and the K-Rock sizzle reel, we get, we talked to everyone. We talked to Bono from U2. We talked to all the guys from every band and yeah, everywhere. Blink-182 and... and it, it just goes, it just goes and goes. And the, the Jimmy Kimmels and the Carson Dailies and all that. But what you guys didn't know is their jocks, they had jocks like Shadow Stevens. They had Cassandra Peterson, who's that? Elvira, Mistress yeah. of the Night was a K-Rock jock back in the day. So it's it's an interesting thing that the that Elvira, that, of course, the Dr. Drews, the Carson Daly's, yeah. uh, Chris Hardwick's, Jimmy Kimmel's, Adam Carolla's, they, we all worked at K-Rock, which yeah. is pretty insane because most radio stations have, might have heard of one person that came out yeah. of that. Turns out it's a great launching pad for, you know. Right, right. Um, now, the thing that's... But when you watch the sizzle reel, they have Cassandra Peterson, Elvira now in real time, not in Elvira makeup or anything, just her, the 63-year-old woman. And they show her for like one, two, and, and they're like, then it's off, and then it's all <laughs> Elvira stuff. And it's like, you can't tell. You don't know who that is. You're not. Now, here's what editors do. Editors sit in the edit bay, and they watch 40 minutes of her stuff. And in her, in their mind, yeah. everyone knows who it is because they're drowning in her. Yeah. So they're like, we don't want to belabor this. So they pop it up. It lasts like one, two, and it's gone. And you're sitting there going, who was that again? And now it's a bunch of shots of Elvira from the movie or yeah. the whatever. And you never get it. They never yeah. leave it on it fast enough. Because to the editor, it feels like a lifetime. Yeah. Because like, they've seen but, that and, But you so kind of have to go times. back. You have to go back for yeah. a second. You know, not, like- but not only that, to the editor... To the editor, it's like everybody's well aware of who this is because you've been staring at it exactly. for, all, for, yeah. for weeks. But to the uninitiated, to the people that don't have any background on it, it's like, up oh, here and gone, catch you off guard. And I, they do the same thing. If you watch comedy movie trailers and stuff, they cut out the setup for the joke. They just have to do the joke. And it's like, because somebody's going, squeeze it, make it faster, yeah. make faster. And the editor's going, all right, well, let's just get rid of this part where he's talking. And then. Yeah, so the, all you the get setup. is the punchline and a laugh? Well, the editor <laughs> no, the editor laughs at the punchline because the editor knows the setup, but yeah. nobody else knows the setup. Watch a lot of like one minute or 30 second commercials for, uh, for comedies, yeah. and you'll realize they cut out the setup <laughs> right that's what editors and you can't stop them from doing it because they know they know the story like yeah we get it. it's cassandra peterson so uh <laughs> that'll be uh that'll be an interesting uh little 
little thing. I'm I'm just I'm really happy that you knew, you know why that happens though because of the editors just sitting in there for so long and just staring at it, they get kind of jaded um seeing the, this footage over uh so long that they think it's just natural for everybody else to see it the same way they do and that's the reason. It's, that is the reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely absolutely the reason. They'll also do things like they'll have one DJ who's 65 you've never heard of and he'll pop up like six times in the sizzle reel and you'll hear from Jimmy Kimmel twice <laughs> and you'll have to go like, Hey man, you got Jimmy Kimmel. You got to, I want to hear more from Jimmy Kimmel and less yeah. from, I worked at K rock and I don't know who this guy Ken is. <laughs> so maybe a little <laughs> yeah. less of him and a little more Jimmy. And then they'll go, you want less uh, Ken and more Jimmy? And I'll go, Everyone wants that, not, not just me, <laughs> yeah. not just me. Everyone go, but you. Yeah, okay, I can do that. And it's like, all right, all right. I, I would do the guy who hosted the Oscars six months ago versus Ken. <laughs> and it's going to host again, who, right? Like, right, it's going to host again <laughs> versus the guy I don't know about. <laughs> all right, but that I'm crazy that way. All right, uh, let's see. Do we have questions? Yeah, well, before we get to questions, I do want to just get your thoughts on um, this, this announcement that just came pretty recently. A new drama coming out called Driven, a 10-episode installment on uh, basically what the 24-hour war was about. And this one is produced by Peter Dinklage and Channing Tatum. Yeah, so here's this is what a I, scripted version yeah, of the be a Ford series. versus Ferrari it, right, It's going to be series. for what? Uh, it's it's going to be on the uh, Ford versus Ferrari story about Ford's attempted buyout. Yeah, sorry. On what network? I don't know. Oh, anything. they haven't announced that yet, oh, okay. or any cast, or they just it's just it's been kind of weird because Kevin Hench, who does a lot of writing uh, and is has a lot of deals and stuff. As soon as he saw the Twenty Four Hour War, he went like, "This is a multi part Netflix, whatever, man. This is a multi parter. Yeah, yeah. You and I got to do this. Well, I guess someone else is doing it. And then <laughs> here's the other thing, and I can't. I can never really fully wrap my mind around this. Maybe everyone feels this way, and maybe I shouldn't complain. But I would assume – well, there's a couple things. I could run into Peter Dinklage, or I could run into Channing Tatum, and I could ask him if they saw the movie, and (laughs) I know they'd go, huh? What movie? I go. We made a whole documentary about this this thing. That, yeah. By the way, you should have seen and went. Hey, this be a good idea for whatever. Yeah. But I'll give you two scenarios. If I, I I'll never run into either of these two. I don't know these two. I'll never see these two. I'll never speak to these two. Two scenarios. One is they've seen the movie, and I'll never see either one of them. Okay. Or I will see one of them, and I'll go. Hey, Channing, you're doing this thing about we made a doc, and I'll go. What's it called? So it'll either be they have seen it and I'll never see them or they haven't seen it and I will see them. Yeah. But I guarantee whoever I run into will go, yeah, I don't know. Then I'll make you another guarantee, <laughs> which is a weird thing. And I, 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 this is the part of this town I had no – I did not anticipate. My phone will never ring. No one will ever <laughs> ask me, hey, man – and I'm an executive producer on this project. I saw your piece. It's pretty detailed. Can we have a sit down? Can we talk about this? Can yeah. I pick your brain? Would you like to be a consulting producer or something? I can guarantee that much like, much like, um, 
every once in a while someone says to me about the Newman doc, wow, man, that was, that was, that was a, a fitting tribute to a man. To, wow, that's pretty incredible. Uh, have you heard from his daughters or any of his family members? I think absolutely not. It's like, but he has daughters. They're like middle-aged or something. Yeah. That no one's like reached out to you and like once said thanks or whatever yeah. or something. And I said, no, no, never had a conversation. Never, never have, never will. Never will have a conversation with any Newman ever about this thing. And I'll never have a discussion with anybody on uh, Channing Tatum's side yeah. or Peter Dinklage's side about this or making this or anything. It'll never happen. <laughs> It'll never happen. I don't know why. I'm not sure why. Like, I don't. I, I don't. Um, I don't know why either, and I know it's because this is ha- this scenario happens, has right. happened to you before. Well, but I disagree. I think you're going to be contacted. Okay, so I have never, I <laughs> never get asked to like, hey, we're, can you write on this movie we're doing, or like, can you punch up this script, or can you uh, audition for this? Like, I never talk to anyone in show business about anything. I create things, and then I go have meetings. No one ever creates something and then comes to me. What does Adam go- think about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. By the way, if you're, if you're doing a 10-part scripted series about this story, why not call and go? It'll you, never you, happen. You guys did all the research happen. already. Like, maybe we could tap into that a little bit. It'll never happen. Know, which is yeah. also is the your car is in New York at the Phillips auction with the watch that Nell, that Nell Newman is a part of. The right. Newman family's a part of. I'll never talk to her. And in that same gallery, your your movie's playing on the wall. She'll never say a word. She'll never hear <laughs> She's a never word. She's like, never going to be like, where that movie came from? I won't get an email. You? I'll not get an email going, Adam, this is Nell Newman. I really enjoyed the doc. Good luck. I won't get that. I will not get that email. <laughs> yeah. I'll, not, I'll not hear a thing. It'll be zero. Well, it, 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 I, it won't happen. Do you think It'll she's going to visit that, the okay, watch? That, that might not happen, but I do think that they're going to contact you about this, this yeah. series. I mean, there, there's just no way. You know, um, well, one of the Channing reasons why I think so. Well, Channing listens to CarCast. We that's, know that's, that's true. true. Hey, Channing, what's up? What's up? Also, uh, every article and like every time I see this thing online, they link to your doc. Like right. they say, also, if you want to hear more about the story, check out this doc. So you're saying I think a publicist or a on this I guarantee they never... I, I, <laughs> I'll not be in the same room with Channing Tatum and he'll go, I watched your doc twice. I really enjoyed it and inspired me. If I get in a room with him, he will go, what's it called? <laughs> that, <laughs> Why I am swear I in the God, room with you? That's Why all am I, I know. Here? That's all I know. So this that's all I, I can, can consistently say that that's all I, uh, all I know. L- look, you meet, I'm going to go see Sylvester Stallone in a week and a half, right? Sylvester Stallone, all he does is make boxing movies, and when you sit and talk to him, all he does is talk to you about boxing. Yeah. It's nonstop. Nonstop boxing. There's two things he loves, boxing and movies. That's it. That's it. I made a movie about boxing that I starred in that was Sports Illustrated best sports movie of the year, yeah. and that's uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and 80 80- 90% with the fans and 81% with the critics. I guarantee he will never watch that film ever. And for some reason, people don't even like give it to him. Like if, yeah. if somebody, if there was a good, you know, hey, they made a movie on Dotsons and Dotson race cars and Paul Newman, it's a really good movie about Dotson. 80 people would come at me all day and go, hey, you got to see this movie. And, and by the way, 
Guess who would watch that movie? Yeah. Like, guess who would go, what? They made a movie about 240Zs and Dotsons and Paul Newman or or what have you? And I would go, oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, they oh. made a movie called Podcasting the Movie. They want you to watch <laughs> podcasting. People come out of the wood. Stallone will never see that. He'll never see that movie. Which is weird because it's, it's not weird, like right? he just got into boxing. He's been a huge boxing fan his whole life, you know, 40 years. And your movie didn't come out six weeks ago. <laughs> you know. People give me lists of like the best sports movies of all time, like the top ten, and it's on that list. Yeah. Or the top ten boxing movies all the time. It'll be on that list with four of his movies. <laughs> Why I've seen his movies 128 times each. <laughs> each. Yeah. Each one. I've been there. Why? But why can it not be? Why why can it not be? Here's that that's what I'm saying. Like why why does it have to be this way? But who who's to blame for that? Is it is it the uh, like the distribution companies? Is it like not getting it on the radar that much? Is it the guys? It's is it Sylvester himself who just doesn't want to an, an assistant, a publicist. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. know. All I know is I'm going to see him in a couple of weeks, and I write this down, Max. Pat, am going to make a concerted effort to go. You should watch this movie, and then I'll see you in a couple of weeks, and we can talk like guys who make boxing yeah. movies. And he will no way see that movie, ever. Okay. Even though he would enjoy it, and it's 87 minutes long, and it's about boxing. Here's what you do. Hmm. <laughs> you have Phil Rosenthal screen it and invite Sylvester and a bunch of people over, and you just you just host your own screening for the movie. I, I don't think they don't... see eye to eye politically. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> You're talking about Hollywood people. Yeah. By the way, how do you think Dinklage and Channing... It's Kate, a weird choice. Like, I would never. Do you think like an thought. assistant came in and go, "Have you heard this story?" The assistant read the book or even saw the movie, but didn't mention the movie. They said, "Have you heard this story?" Somebody's assistant said, "There's this great story." I, I, uh, I Ford can, versus Ferrari. Have you I, heard about? Can this I tell yet? you that what's his name uh, from um, Better Call Saul? Uh, uh, Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Bob, Bob Odenkirk hit up, hit me up, or hit Matt. Uh, find a lear up. She must have been about two and a half, three years ago. And he said, I'll try not to screw this up. We have a star coming on to the show. I can't say his name because it's kind of a spoiler thing, but he's a big time guy and he's a big time car guy or whatever. And I would love to get him a copy of the 24 hour war to watch before. I know it's not out yet, but I'd yeah. love to get him like a sneak copy. This is probably a month before we were going to be done with it. Okay. And I sort of said, yeah, we could burn you a CD. It might not be color mat mixed or something or sound yeah, yeah. balanced or whatever, but I'll get Only you Nate one. Only knows the difference. And then I'll get it to you and then, you know, we'll watch it. And then later on, you can tell me who this big star is who wants to watch my movie or whatever. That was three years ago. I've never heard a fucking word. Well, it <laughs> not, was Channing Tatum and uh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> not a goddamn peep. It's, it's, it's a spoiler. You heard it. <laughs> yeah, well, we know now. We know who it was. <laughs> it's really it, it's it's unsatisfying. I don't know why I get out of bed. Well, I really I really don't. Do you think that this series would be happening had you not made the documentary? You, like, I think there had to have been a little bit of inkling from you making that doc that this series is a thing. Uh, Peter Inkling. Yeah, Peter uh, Tinkling. <laughs> um, I, here's the way I feel. There's a part of me that goes, well, come on, Ace Man. They must have seen the doc. They must have been inspired by it, thought it was a great idea, and then headed off to 
do what me and Kevin Hench wanted to do. With Kevin Hench said, this is a 10-part Netflix series, man. We got to, this is a movie, man. And, a, and a, there's a part of me that says that. And then there's a part of me that goes, this ma- mainly constructed by my mom and my dad and my horrible grandmother, who basically just went, oh, come on, they didn't see anything of you. They're, they're big stars. <laughs> they, I'm sure they figure out their own stuff, or there's no way, or there's no there's no scenario where they were sitting in a room watching your movie going, yeah. hey, this guy's talented, you know? And since my phone will never ring, we shall never know. That, that'll be my, uh, that'll, that's my proclamation. But, now look, you guys can say it's low self-esteem, but it's really no self-esteem. I just feel like I don't <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I understand. So that gray area we were talking about, that middle ground we were talking about when it comes to esteem, there's no, there's no, Listen, like, so you don't like self-esteem? You just, you're down? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't so, even like so it? So says the GQ well, I, I, interviewer. From a guy who also has very low to no self-esteem, um, I have very high esteem for you. Or So I, I think I think you'll get that call. Well, thank Jeez. you, brother. I feel the same about flowing. you. No, uh, listen, uh, I've heard Dennis Prager uh, say it before. He goes, is there anyone you like who has really high self-esteem? And the answer is kind of no. I don't, <laughs> I don't like kids, you know, this whole self-esteem movement or people that feel, feel really good about themselves or feel like they deserve whatever the best life has to offer. I don't like those fucking people at all. I don't get along <laughs> with those people at all. I, I we're like, the coolest. <laughs> I like a guy who could make himself a little fort and sleep on the floor when we'd go to an Airbnb with nine guys in one one house. You know, yeah. I, I like the low self esteem dudes. I'm not into the high self esteem dudes at all. I, I don't I don't I don't like it. You you should understand what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, but you shouldn't have that feeling about yeah. yourself. Every time we'd go into some, my old business partner, his 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 mantra was was lower your expectations and you'll always be pleasantly surprised. That's the way I go. <laughs> so when Dinklage calls, it's going to be news to me. I'll tell you about Bluehost, man, a top-rated website provider powering two million plus websites. Best tool to build, host, and manage your personal or small business website. Freedom to design your site your way, fully customizable templates. So you can take those templates, you mm-hmm. customize them any way you want. Third-party app support. I don't even know what that is, but you do, right? Man? Yeah, it's so much easier to build sites now because of guys like this, companies like this. Yeah. Super th- easy. Yeah, remember it used to cost a lot? Yeah, I used to make a lot of money off of it. Now it's super cheap. (laughs) It's simple enough for beginners and powerful enough for advanced users. That's the range you're looking for. True reliability, 99.9% uptime guaranteed and auto updates, maximum security malware, monitoring and protection, and automatic secure WordPress installs plus 24-7 tech support. And you save 50% when you sign up at bluehost.com slash carcast. Save 50% half off when you sign up at bluehost.com slash carcast. All right, we got a question up there. Sure do. And uh, for those listening, if you guys want to write in, if you want some advice from Matt and Adam, uh, just go to carcastshow.com, click the contact page, and write us. Uh, This comes from Justin. He lives in New Jersey. He's 29. Hey, guys. After years of horrible car financial decisions, I'm currently driving a 2016 Jetta S that I'm leasing. I finally have a plan of attack after I'm done, so I don't have to keep having payments. 
I'm not really mechanically inclined, but I want to get a car that I can work on. I'm looking to spend between five to eight grand on a decent car that is reliable and easier to work on. And the first thing that came to mind, Ford Crown Vic Police Interceptor. What do you guys think? Or uh, do you have any other ideas? Coop Sedan doesn't matter. Thanks in advance. Justin. Gotcha. Gotcha. What so, did he say? Coop Sedan? What? Uh, Coop or uh, Sedan? It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's saying he's, he's, a... he's leasing his VW, so he's yeah. good. He's got his transportation. Now he's looking for a little side project. Well, right. I, he's also looking to not make payments. I, he may be looking when his lease is over to have something that he can drive that's okay. not a, not, not yeah. payments. Um, all right. So, so, the, so the Crown Vic, did he say – I missed it. Did he say like what year? He said police interceptor. No, but he yeah, police say interceptor. What year. Oh, I, okay. uh, I'm not a big fan of that ride. Uh you know, we get back to those uh, to those Infinity, you know, three fifties or four, whatever the hell mm-hmm. those Infinity ones, like super bulletproof V six, can never never be broken. Yeah. You know, I I just feel like um, the old Japanese stuff is just so bulletproof, and um, I I I like I don't know what you I, I bet for. For six or seven grand, you could get one of those Infinity Q30 or whatever. The hell. I can't believe there's too many cars out there. Um, there's probably yeah. they had a kind of sporty Sentra a few years back. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting piece. But the Infinity might be a little more complicated because he was looking to tool on it a little bit. He wants yeah. to wrench on it a little bit. So you know, you mentioned that the the police car, right? Follow me here. There's a cool version, a limited edition, cool version, sort of spinoff of that. It was only available in black. It was called the Mercury Marauder. And that had, like, the Ford Cobra engine in so it. So, like, it a had, Gale Banks car? Yes. Gale Banks has one that's totally tricked out. And he's going to be doing, like, a twin-turbo coyote swap in his. But he's got uh, – it, it came with, like, the 4.6-liter Cobra engine, 305 horsepower-ish. And uh, that car might be inexpensive enough, you know, and let's say you're going for the big sedan kind of thing, right? Inexpensive enough you can pick one up and enough aftermarket support that you can tool on it. You can add some horsepower. You can make it kind of cool like like Gail Banks has done. Right. And uh, so maybe something along the lines of that. You'll find it, Chris. It's Mercury Marauder. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. That, I know that car. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good call. All right, give us uh, give us one more, uh, Max Pana. Sure thing. Sorry, I just had to switch. The That's other. all right. You know what? First, I'll tell you about Geico. Yeah, man. Yeah. So everybody's got a to do list. You know, you drop off the dry cleaning, you pick up some milk. Now you should add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. If you want some extra money in your pocket, that's the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to geico.com. There you go, man. Geico, the best. All right. This All comes right. from uh, David. He lives in Oregon. Hey, Adam, I have a 66 Roadster that I put a uh, U25 speed transition. I got the engine from Les in Vista, California. I live in this little crap town in Oregon, so I want to know who did your car. I don't make big money that I did in SoCal, but I still want to drive it in the summer with the top off. So help. 
I have had a lot of people come up to me and offer to buy it, but no way I won't do that again. I have to, uh, I've had too many cool cars and sold them, then kicked myself for doing just that. I used to see you when I worked at K Rock as an engineer. Say hi to Jimmy, Rodney, Scott, and Carson Daly. Those were the good old days of rock radio. Thanks, David Petrick. So he just wants a little more information on your uh, Roadster. He, he didn't mention say hi to Ken, the old guy who was in your trailer for nine minutes. <laughs> your your K-Rock trailer. The old uh, uh, jock you said that you didn't oh, recognize. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't uh, say hi to that guy. When he said trailer, I was thinking race trailer. <laughs> no, 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 the yeah, K-Rock. Sizzle, uh, sizzle. sizzle. Yeah, yeah. Scott. <laughs> hey, say hi to Kimmel. Scott not- Mason has passed away. If he said say hi to Scott, I think he's talking about Scott Space and Mason. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Really, That's right. really cool dude who uh, was at K-Rock for a million years. And uh, he passed away recently. Wow. So we'll miss uh, Scott Space and Mason. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, the Roadster's a cool car. His was a 66, so that would have been a 1600 and probably not a 2000, but he swapped it out with the U, whatever, tw- 2.5. I got to see it was a, a twin cam motor, like a modern motor. Um, he's asking what he should Well, first he said who built it, and your, your BRE. My Roadster, BRE was built by Les. By Les, yeah. Right, at Classic Dotson. And then he also had built another 510 that I had with a modern engine swap on it as well. So uh, Les built it. Now, I don't know. You're not going to want to drop the thing off at Les's shop because it's going to be a little while. Your grandkids yeah, can enjoy get the, it. He got the engine from Les? Yeah. He got the engine. Now, okay. w- we know that Jim is up that direction. So Jim Frowler? Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Fralla at Racecraft in Washington State is uh, is good. Uh, he's a small shop. He's good. And he's busy building your 510. So you might want to wait a little bit before giving him a call. Yeah. I have <laughs> um, a. Tran- we like Troy Ermish as well. I but a, he might be more race car guy. I have a 2.5 uh, Trans Am car, small uh, 510 with a lot of Trans Am history and, and B sedan history that jim is building that's going to be a really cool car for us to go out and have some fun in um but i would i would use guys like troy and use guys like jim as a reference to find out who they knew they know somebody in a town near because those guys eat sleep and drink dots and all the time they've done a million engine swaps they've done everything they know everything that works and you just get with one of those guys and they won't steer you wrong and they're good they're good guys you're right you know they're they're good good guys guys. they they can help or offer the the right advice too and here's the right advice simply safe heads up man it's the last week of the simply safe home security's biggest summer sale ever Hundred bucks off the special summer package. Everything you need to protect your home and family. An arsenal of security sensors, panic button, blaring extra siren, wireless connection to authorities, your family, your home, everything in it stays safe around the clock, simply safe. This guy went to Harvard, a couple of his buddies got ripped off. He went to start looking into security systems. For his buddies, and they realized the security hmm. systems are a bigger ripoff than the than the thieves because they got all the monthly contracts and gouging and all that. No long term lock in contracts, no installation costs, no hidden fees. It's just peel and stick. It's up in under an hour, and you're protected, man. Protect your home today. Sale ends this week. Go to simply 
safe.com slash Adam, simply S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Adam. Good guys, great product. All right, let's see. You can go to carcastshow.com and check out that video that Max Patta did a wonderful job on and uh, share it. Spread it around, man. Yeah. Go to Bring a Trailer, check that stuff out, share it, bring it around. Uh, Tembler Brewing Co. tonight, that's right, tonight, Friday night, October 26th. Oh, sorry, it's it's 27th. That was my bad. Sorry, 27th. Doing a... Uh, <laughs> Just having a discussion with Lynette about this. I said, the stuff on the screens is wrong a ton. Like a lot. And it's it was like, half wrong. She's like, why? And I'm it was like, still October. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. Uh, We're down a man. We're down, 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 down so a man. Sorry about that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Tonight, Skeleton. that's uh, October 27th. And then we head off to Oxnard, uh, Levity Live. These are live podcasts. Doug Benson, that is Sunday, November 12th. Sunday, November 12th, and uh, yeah, have an evening with me and Dennis Prager, Wednesday, November 29th, that's in Brooklyn, New York, King's Theater, all the good stuff. Where do we go? Shift and Steer? What do we do? Yeah, Shift and Steer is the podcast that I do, and I'm going to be at SEMA in the MagnaFlow booth every day during SEMA at 10 a.m. Come by. And and also, um, CarCast live at SEMA at the Optima Batteries booth. Tuesday right. the 31st yeah, at 3.30. And uh, and please subscribe to CarCast because we're going to be releasing uh, new updates on SEMA. We're going to be releasing a few podcasts uh, during SEMA. Yeah, we're going to do some public shows that week. So check mm-hmm. throughout the week for more content. So, until next time, this is Adam Carolla. For Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.